It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. It seems lately I've been getting a lot of questions about different roles and about different activities. And someone was in the process of hiring a scrum master for their organization. And they were asking me about high quality interview questions to ask. And then they just broke down and said, how do you know when your scrum master just doesn't get it? When your scrum master is just not uh, engaged or when they don't know what's going on? And I thought that was a really good question. So I I did some research and I was looking around. And what I can tell you is um, someone pointed me to the direction of an article called The 10 Signs Your Scrum Master Doesn't Understand Scrum. I want to review these with you and uh, see where we're going to take this, see where we're going to go. The article appears to be, uh, let's see, I'm looking for the author's name now. The article appears to be written by Michael Coosters. I don't know if I know Michael that well. But um, shout out to Michael for writing the article. Let's see where we're going with it. All right. So he starts off with an explanation about as an enterprise coach. He sees a lot of scrum teams. He gets to go in and do a lot of coaching. He genuinely believes most scrum masters have the best interest of the team and the organization in in mind. But here are 10 common goals or pitfalls or misconceptions a scrum master may have. That's uh, helping them not focus on an environment of growth, learning, continuous improvement. All right, here we go. Coming at number 10, customer focus. Maybe later. For now, let's get scrum straight. A scrum master who takes and prioritizes getting scrum straight, I'm doing air quotes there, over customer focus really misunderstands the core value of delivering high-end value and outcome to customers. Scrum emphasizes customer collaboration and responding to change over following a plan, ensuring that the team builds products and services that meet or exceed the expectations of the consumer and bring maximum value. What I can tell you is this one's absolutely true. Um, when I've run into organizations and I've heard people say, you know, first we have to get the basics down or first we have to, I'm like, first you need to make sure you understand who your customer is. And first you need to make sure you have alignment with your vision and strategy and North star to company and a vision and strategy with a product or service. If you do those two things first and the rest kind of falls in place. All right. How about number nine? Number nine has to do with team dynamics. So team dynamics, we had a team building workshop at the kickoff. So we're all good. Believing that just doing a one-time team building kickoff or workshop is sufficient to have effective team dynamics disregards the whole continuous effort needed for building and maintaining a high-performing team. Backed again. In Scrum, fostering a collaborative and self-organizing team has to be an ongoing job. It requires consistent support and attention from the Scrum Master. A lot of times I say you can do a litmus test by, um, by challenging the force. <laughs> the five values of Scrum, right? We want to make sure the team's focused, that they're practicing openness, that they have open and honest communication and collaboration, that they are um, that they're practicing respect, respect for the process, respect for each other, and respect for the deliverables. That they uh, that they are fully one hundred percent committed to getting their job done, and that they have extreme courage to talk about things that need to be talked about. None of this we don't talk about Bruno stuff, right? All right, let's go to number eight. Number eight is transparency and openness. Nah, nothing beats a great hidden agenda. (laughs) I love the snarkiness of this guy. A scrum master who constantly drives a hidden agenda undermines the essence of scrum's core foundation of trust, transparency, etc. Transparency allows for honest visibility into the team's progress. Uh, Fostering trust among stakeholders is a hidden gem. And what I can tell you is more times than not, people don't want to know 
your hopefulness. <laughs> they want to know the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. And sometimes the truth is great. But I find that in many cases, we are not always as open and honest as we need to be with what's going on. The only way the team and the organization is ever going to grow is if they have alignment around transparency, openness, and truth. All right, let's go to number seven. Number seven, facilitation, servant leadership? Nah, they need someone who gives them clear direction. <laughs> I'm laughing at this one because it's just so funny. It's so true. While there are reasons for being directive, that should be a last resort. Facilitating collaborative discussions and informed decisions improves understanding, thereby reducing risk. By taking a directive stance as a, as a default, the Scrum Master introduces themselves as a dependency into the team. Uh, they start operating as a manager and they hamper both growth and collaboration. This is the same as a Scrum Master who resolves all the impediments without allowing a team to resolve some of their own impediments. I'm not saying that the team should do everything, but I'm also saying that the Scrum Master shouldn't step in and say, I can take care of that. I'm the Scrum Master. If the Scrum Master wears a Lycra outfit to work every day with a giant S on their chest and a cape, chances are you have the wrong Scrum Master. Okay, coming at number six. Focus on a sprinkle now. We'll talk about impediments at the retro. Okay, let's be clear. It's not an impediment unless something significantly impacts the team's ability to deliver value. What would you think about a car mechanic who told you, eh, don't worry about that flat tire. Go to work and come back. We can always fix that tire later. It's not like it's the engine. Most likely, you won't be going anywhere with a flat tire. And even if you did, the price, cost, and duration required to fix the broken rim, the broken hub, the front end alignment will exceed the cost of the flat tire in orders of magnitude. Uh, this is a fact again. I think too many times we... We go into our daily scrums even, and we say, this meeting was not designed to resolve impediments. Let's take it offline. When the number one complaint of a team is excessive meetings. They have way too many meetings. They need to get that under control. So for me, the time to resolve those impediments are right away. You know, you shouldn't push those out and wait till a retro or do this or do that. You need to have those discussions and get things out of the way as they occur, especially if it's something that can be resolved in 30 seconds or less. If it's something that takes longer than that, granted. You know, let's get the people together who need to have the conversation and let them talk about it. But let's also make sure we have control of our meetings and good facilitation skills so that we have time built into the current meeting structure to resolve many of those issues. Okay, number five, you want time for learning? Just look at all the unfinished work in the product backlog. Who's got time for that? Okay, fact check. The product backlog is infinite. It will go on forever. It gets replenished in line with the demand. A team deferring necessary learning in favor of velocity not only loses their edge, but they'll eventually lose everything. Uh, learning isn't a luxury uh, that's that competes with unfinished work, right? It keeps effectiveness of the team up and uh, trades a bit of time in the short term for improvements to quality, scope, and risk in the long term. So this is like fire prevention versus firefighting. It's like taking care of that form of technical debt where... You know, you give them the education. And I love the quote from Richard Branson where someone told him, you know, oh, you could save your entire, you know, Virgin America. You could save the entire company if you just spent a lot less on training. If you cut back your training budget by 30, 40%, you know, um, you, you'd save the entire company. Besides, what happens if you train all these people and they leave? I remember a smile on his face when he turned to them and said, you're right, but what happens if I don't train them and they stay? 
people need to be work so hard and understand that they're going to be trained so good they could leave, but they'll have so much pleasure in their job that they'll want to stay. That's so important, right? Training, certifications, all those things, getting an agile coach involved, those are all things that you need to do because you need to provide an opportunity of continual learning for all of your uh, cast, for all your people, for your teams. Okay, releasable product increment once a quarter. Otherwise, it's too much overhead. Okay, delaying the delivery of a releasable product increment contradicts Scrum's principle delivering value with minimum delay. Even in settings where releases are scheduled at low frequency, a failure to keep uh, to keep the product in a releasable condition introduces risk into the process. You should always have things be potentially shippable. They should always be ready for release. It doesn't mean you're going to release them every time, but you need to make sure you're at least highlighting and ready to go, right? Because that's so, so important. We wouldn't need feedback if you just learned how to write better user stories. Number three, that kills me. Creating a false dichotomy between writing user stories and collecting feedback is a thorough misunderstanding of Scrum's empirical approach. User stories only inform us what we believe about what the users needs, whereas feedback validates that we did indeed solve the problem. So I think you need a combination of both. But I think sometimes we discount the feedback trying to get the priority straight. Too many people are dead set focused on rank order and it kills me. Uh, if you want to learn more about objective stack ranking, drop that in the comments and I'll be happy to send you an article about objective stack ranking. Okay, let's go to number two. We're getting to the good stuff. Number two, well, you know, that's standard process. You can't just change it because that's stupid. Okay. Scrum is a vehicle for enabling the team to find a process that allows them to perform at their optimum. I want to read that one more time. Scrum is a vehicle for enabling the team to find the process that allows them to perform at their optimum. Man, I might steal that quote. That is really good. A broken or ineffective process leads to ad absurdum, right? Um, with that, Scrum encourages continuous inspect and adapt to optimize the outcomes, to foster a culture of continual improvement, and to foster an environment where innovation is okay and failure is okay because we need to break outside of the standard, but that's the way the book says in order for us to get anything done. Speaking of done, finally, number one, definition of done. Yeah, we, we have one here somewhere. Let me find it. Okay. The definition of done is one of Scrum's core commitments as it defines how the team is committing to work. Lacking transparency, clarity, or commitment to a definition of done is a common source for poor quality and heavy conflict. A good transparent definition of done builds shared understanding both within the team and with stakeholders. All right, I'm just going to go here. I don't have anything to add there. And that's the first time in a long time. What I want to tell you is this article is really good. I'm going to drop a link to it here in the uh, description. Very, very well done. What I can tell you is each of these 10 I have seen in action. It's current. It's on point. If you have an article you want us to review or something you'd like for us to read, reach out to us. Learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to discuss and talk about and see what you have. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.